You're listening to the Driven by Design Now Awards podcast. I'm Mark Bergen, the founder of Driven by Design, and joining me is Kirsten Mann. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Very good, Kirsten. Now, I believe there's some news in your camp. Oh, you've been waiting, haven't you? I have been. So, (laughs) listeners, if you've been with us on the journey for a while, you'll know that uh, Aconex Oracle... Is a, is a new thing on the horizon. Yep. Um, Aconex was acquired by Oracle and it was announced last year. It happened in officially in June this year. So we've got two, uh, two things. One is Aconex is now a product of the Oracle organisation. It is. Fantastic. It is. And then you've got a change in your title. I am, Well, I'm now officially with Oracle, I suppose. You're, you're with Oracle. <laughs> yeah. but, but more than that, you are now the VP of Product Experience Oracle for their construction and engineering engineering division global business unit global so, business. <laughs> we almost got that right one, so that's a, that's a one, long yeah, one so man's I'll, division is another man's business unit yeah i'll just go reel that off after a few drinks so yeah it's really exciting it's actually um our remit is to go across the entire global business unit and really be looking at product experience for the organisation. Awesome. Now, we're going to be looking here in Collection 8 for the Now Awards, and I just get blown away. The, 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 the work that we're seeing, this is my most enjoyable day of a month. It is amazing. Is the preparation the for this podcast. The level and the quality that we're getting is, <laughs> is, is it's making it very hard to choose. It is, actually. <laughs> and so, listen, the built space projects that we've got, it was a huge dilemma for us to work out which uh, which projects were going to be the best of the best that we're going to talk about in the podcast because there were half a dozen suitors that were going to be in there. We've, we've chosen one of them, but I actually think my if my whimsical favourite was one which was a town hall that was actually in a bridge that goes over a river in a small village in the Faroe Islands. And I go, of course like, it was. <laughs> of course, yeah. For those, those that know my Scandinavian bent, of course it was in the Faroe Islands. All right. So we've got a, I mean, we've got a really impressive bunch. And I think we should get straight into it. How about starting with the GP at hand, which is with NHS, and it's like the UK... Um, well, and so that shows how you haven't been unwell in not the, the UK. UK. No, so not the yet. UK is the National Health Service. It is a universal service, and they are absolutely world leaders when it comes to universal health care. And this service here means that you can now get the clinician to where you are rather than you having to go to the clinician. And just the thought of that, like, so let's think about this experience. Part of going, <laughs> when you're sick and you have to go to the doctors, what is one of the worst experiences? Sitting in the waiting room, I think you feel more sick sitting with all these other sick people, right? So in this situation, being sick, you can actually go online and connect with a GP. And there's, so there's another twist that comes out of this um, National Health Service is that in the UK, you actually register into a clinic. Right. And a lot of the clinics are actually at a threshold of the number of patients that they should have. So it's almost like trying to get your kids into school. Right, okay. So and you, you might find that the clinic that you need to register for is isn't close, and then the one next door doesn't want to take you because you're outside their boundary. And so this is actually giving you a bit of system capacity, flexibility, but they're also finding people who move around a lot, which mm-hmm. caters for you and I, that they're actually saying, I'd actually prefer to have the, the GP at hand 
and have the app associated with that rather than turn around and have a physical clinic that I've been signed into. So basically the idea here is that you can contact them 24-7 and within two hours they guarantee that somebody will be, you'll be able to have a consultation with a GP. Yeah, and so that they've changed there the model which is that it's an on-demand um, GP system and it, they're using the power of the smartphone and people having an always-on device with them and, and also, let's face it, right, when people get sick, what do they do? They go and Google, <laughs> Google their symptoms. So Well, yeah, I think, yeah, I think they want to, to buy to some time that. that you don't go to Dr. Google because we all know if you go to Dr. Google, you're dead. Yes. You know, it's like instant death is, is assured unless you go and use some remedy that's coming from, I don't know, goop or somewhere. <laughs> so, exactly. So there's a lot of actual subtle benefits with this that come from this kind of design system that we're seeing. And I think you mentioned earlier that there's a, there's a theme that we're going to be taking through this session today about better future. There is. And, and listeners, you're going to hear a lot about this focus about a better future. As we're, as we're preparing for our um, summit in Reykjavik in May 2020, what we've found is the golden thread around everyone around innovation, around policy, design, technology, is they're all trying to work out how better futures occur. Mm. And this is clearly a better future around health. It is a better future for health. And the dilemma with, with when you begin to explore better futures is that a lot of them collide together. Mm. And so what we're hoping to do here today is show you five different slants of a better future and how they can weave in together and that's going to be our thing that we keep going on. So in this case here, this is about a better future for people in health, but probably the biggest advantage that I see with GP at hand is the idea that the sessions are recorded. So that benefits both sides. But let's does. be clear, like on one side, I can go back and I can actually hear what the diagnosis was because I might have been in shock or I might have, it might have been too much information or whatever it is. I can go and back and replay and hear the advice from that doctor. And, and some of it, that advice comes at you in very coded language mm. because it's a clinician professional. Yep. And they're trying to make it specific to you, but you may need to listen to it two or three times because of shock or comprehension. Or it may be that you've got somebody who's an advocate who can watch that session and then help you understand it. And, Even and a that's second great. opinion or whatever. Yep. But also, it's um, coverage for the clinic as it well. Is. Like basically, you've got a rec record of what was advised. And so it's kind of, I think there's two sides of that coin and it's protecting both of those individuals going yeah. into it. Look, I think for the NHS, they've always been leaders in how health services are being delivered. They get, because it's a universal service, they get a lot of stick from people because it hasn't been perfect. Mm -hmm. But it's great to see them pushing the boundaries of what can be a better future uh, for people around health. So that's great there. So our next one around, which is SPART. SPART, which, which is Swedish for black. Okay, so now this is the world's first energy positive hotel concept by the Arctic Circle. Now, let's just look at that term, energy positive. What are we talking about then? So energy positive is a, a, a relatively simple calculation. It's the amount of energy that a building can produce be that either through geothermal or solar or other means, and the amount that it consumes. And in most cases, it's, it's a negative balance. But in this case, they've been able to work out what the energy is that they would consume in the hotel over a 12-month period, and then the systems that are generating sustainable energy 
are able to tip them over the balance where they're now actually positive in the amount of energy that they've they're gone beyond zero beyond zero wow, and, that, and if you go think about that you know we've all been talking about the environment about being a zero let's get to zero let's get to zero I've got to tell you, the bar's been raised, and it's the people that can take us beyond zero who are really the champions of the future, for a better future for the world. So I think that's fantastic here. But I do want to go into, because if you, if you look at the people that are behind this, of Mira, Snurheader, and Powerhouse, they've all got credentials of how do you drive further and faster into the, into the future here. It's a beautiful experience with a 360-degree view. Of this is one where we always say go to the side and have a look absolutely. at some of the photos. Please but, go look. Oh, my goodness. I saw those. So I, like, I want to stay at this hotel. Where, where is this opening? And it's so, 2021. 2021 <laughs> is the schedule. And I don't know if they're an Oracle A-Connects customer yet, but we'll leave <laughs> that, that to be. your sales team. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, the Svartisen Glacier in the, in the Arctic Circle. And you've just got to go look at this place and say, I kind of want to go there on a holiday. Yeah. And listeners, I think you should be putting in that you go visit the Arctic Circle, but not until this is built. Okay? Yeah, totally. All right. So now let's move on to our next project here, which is Solid. And it's a project which has been done by Inrupt. Now, now so, we've, so far we've talked about um, better futures for health and better futures for spaces. Yeah. So this is a better future around digital futures. Around the digital experience. And we know earlier this year, we were all pretty shocked when we actually found out that a company called Cambridge Analytica, that they had all this information about mm. us. And then in the last week, we found out that around about 50 million people, again, I think Cambridge Analytica was 80 million, this is 50 million people, who had used a Facebook service, had their privacy breached. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take you all the way back to 1993. Is that the year of a certain dog cartoon? It is. <laughs> and, it, and, it's, and it's when when there was a cartoon which is on the internet, people don't know if you're a dog. Mm -hmm. So there's 25 years ago that it, we knew that identity was a problem. And then since then, when you've got identity as a problem, you also then wind up that data is a problem. And so what has happened in those 25 years is that when we thought that data needs to be secure, we wanted to be with somebody that we could trust who knew our identity, like Facebook mm -hmm. or like Google. But we've now learnt that those people may not be acting in our best interest, exactly. they're acting in their best interests. And that, so it's been a theory that's been around a while. I, I think we were talking about earlier with the semantic web. And so the guy who kind of t coined that term many years ago, um, Tim Berners-Lee. Tim Berners-Lee. Yeah, was basically, nobody really understood what the hell he was talking about back then. <laughs> so, and so I think now that people have actually experienced this journey and he's gone away and actually built a product and a concept around this. Yeah, so I'm going to walk you back a little bit. So Tim Berners-Lee, the founder of the World Wide Web, what he did was he combined two concepts, the internet and hyperlinking, which was created by Ted Nelson. And he put the two together to help solve a knowledge problem at CERN, which is a scientific research facility in Switzerland. And it didn't have, initially it didn't have the, say, global ramifications in mind that, it, that it's had to our life. He knew it would be significant, but the scale he didn't get. And so one of the missing pieces in that was identity. 
And so what they're, what they're doing here with Solid, a team at MIT have gone away for a number of years and have worked on how do you make an environment work where we own our own data mm -hmm. and we control our own data. And then they've also worked on commercial systems that mean this data has to be stored somewhere. So the same way we have web hosting, you'd be able to choose who is your hosting partner. And if you don't like them, you can change. You can change. So Until if you, you found that you. they weren't an honest broker or they weren't actually providing the quality of service you needed, you can actually change where your data is stored. So it's almost like they're, they're really trying to federate everyone's data. Yep. Um, so it's your own, and but it's leased by other people essentially. Effectively, and, and the leasing concept is there so that you're handing out your data, you know where it's going, but you've got control of it. And the other thing that Solid does... So Solid is the platform, and the Interrupt is, yeah. is the is the commercialization organization. So from a systems design perspective, they're working out how do we go make the engineering work, tick, that's done, and now they have to start to work out how do they build the ecosystem of collaborators. Yeah, it's a really, I mean, this has been like five or six years in the works that yeah. they've done. And, this and listeners, I know that normally we can as summarise a project in about two minutes. And this, I don't even feel like we've begun it. And the reason that we've highlighted it here in the Now Awards is this moment is as big as when the World Wide Web started. Well, and it's, it's basically improving the future through your future connections. Absolutely. And we all know that there's lots of crap apps out there and those crap apps that they've turned around and they've got some of your data. In the future, it'll actually be inside your domain not actually stuck inside a crap app. And if you want to, you can say, well, actually, I've got my, uh, say in my case, I track my blood pressure. I've got my blood pressure data. I'd like to see that move into either a different monitoring device. At the moment, it's on a proprietary platform. But if I decide I want to have, have a different device, how do I move that out of their environment mm. somewhere else? That portability should be there. And that's what we're seeing here in the solid interrupt project that's here. It's a very complicated part of design, but system design is about that. It's beautiful to go see, and please, if you, were think, if you didn't get on when blockchain started and you're going, oh gosh, I wish I did, get in on the ground floor of this. Start yeah. to be inquire because our future is tied up in when data is in our domain, not necessarily with the commercial organisation. Completely. Now, that's been pretty heavy. That's a, that was a heavy talk. But it's one of those ones also that I think on the site, it has some really nice scenarios around this, which yeah. will also help listeners so understand. So do take some time yourselves to go, to go consume it. And if you need some more information, the door's always open, mark at drivenbydesign.com. <laughs> so email me and I'll try to work out how do we hook you up or explain it or do something. Okay. So we're going to keep basically. going on here. Now, <laughs> Jaguar. Jaguar. Now, Jaguar E-Type. This is, this is like, when you, again, when you look at these photos, this is a pretty slick okay. automobile. So, so the Jaguar E-Type, I think, is, the, is one of the archetypal roads to cars. And for the people who are into classic cars, there's a little dilemma when it comes to a sustainable future. And the dilemma is that they're even interested, has it got the original paintwork, yep. has it got the original rivets, there's a whole thing about replicas and original. And so what the team at Jaguar have done here is that Jaguar Classics have turned around and that they've restored an, an E-Type to its absolute 
you know, showroom condition. So it's the, it's the object that people desire and value, but they've adapted it. And they've turned around and they've put a, a an electronic drive chain in it, which means that there's zero emissions from it. So again, we come back to the zero concept. And I think it's fantastic to go see that this is a, an example of how we can have a better future and take something and upcycle it. Mm. We don't have to say, oh, there has to be a, a dispensation or has to be an exclusion where petrol engines are allowed for classic cars. Mm. We now know that Teslas have shown that a Tesla can drag off everything that exists on the planet. Yeah, the, the speed and torque is phenomenal. So now that we know that, let's work out how we do the adaptive part to go keep these beautiful objects around and be an exemplar of the, a better future doesn't mean throwing out things. Maybe it means actually making them contemporary. It's a beautiful example. And it's, it's an unusual example, right? But I think even the car enthusiasts will appreciate looking at that one. So, Kirsten, that means we're coming up to our fifth project. We're bringing it home. Now, this was, a, again, when we were designing and talking about this, it's, you look at it initially and it's, and it's Carlsberg Snap Pack. Now, I must admit, I'm not a beer drinker. So, for me, the, the ring, I've seen the ring thing, but it wasn't something that would, I would describe as a problem. Uh, okay, listen, so yeah. I, I have had beer in my life. <laughs> and the idea for uh, carrying a six-pack or a four-pack or an eight-pack of beer was that we used a, a plastic ring at the top as a way to secure it together. And those plastic rings then got into waterways and somehow bird life and seals well, we and otters. We talked about the turtles getting straws up their nose well, a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. So the we seals fixed... are getting the packs around their neck. So what what happened here at Carlsberg, and it's, and it's a really fasc, fascinating innovation and design story here. A person who, the, who was involved with Carlsberg packaging, not the head of their innovation unit, not the head of their digital transformation or any of those high fluting roles, just somebody who heard of the dilemma of wildlife and the plastic rings on beer said, I think there's a way to solve it. And see, this is, this is it, right? So it's, going, it's not only the product and everything they've done, which is fantastic. It's the fact that this organisation was able to take an idea from the ground, and exactly as you said, it wasn't the heads or whatever. That was, it was somebody on the ground that actually had a good concept and said, hey, I think we can solve this in a better way. And clearly, it's a learning organisation that can do that and accommodate that type of thinking. And, and so then they've embraced it. They've then gone off to people who had the material science expertise to work out how to go solve this. And listeners, the solution is, let's put three dollops of glue between the, the, the beer cans, and then that will actually make it sit together as a four, six, or an eight. And then if you need to, you just twist the cans, and that will break the glue so that you've then got, got your separated can. It means that there is no additional packaging it's just three dollops of glue, and Kirsten asked me before, <laughs> the glue of choice that they've gone for here isn't a toxic thing, which is a behemoth. It's actually environmentally sensitive, and it means that they're reducing a huge amount of plastic consumption. And that is a problem, right? Like, how do you deliver food without all of this plastic? It's in the news at the moment. It's a big topic that people are talking about. And they've actually said, okay, we can contribute to this as well. It's, we can create a better future and a better environment. That's it. And so the environment here is, is what is the mainstay. And, and interesting there, it's about the environment from uh, plastic recycling. 
it's the environment from the energy that would have been used to make that plastic, and it's also the consequential impact in an environment when the plastic finds its way into waterways and disrupts bird life. So environment's a winner here, and we know if we think about the environment, we think about the future for the planet, it's win, win, win all around. So, so it's, a, it's a product example, better for the future, but also an organisational example where people were thinking, how do we do this better? And if Carlsberg want to send us some sample products... <laughs> I, I, You'll I, take I, it all. I, you <laughs> notice I didn't ask for the sample e-take, Jack. I, I know yeah. that you're going <laughs> a bit funny. That's not going Actually, some sample Carlsberg <laughs> with the plastic on it, we'd be very happy with. So, listeners, again, thank you for, for actually listening to the Driven by Design Now Awards. These collections we put together are meant to help create, uh, say, a pace setter and an example for people who are trying to say, where is the status quo? Hopefully these five projects have showed you how we actually are accelerating the change that's taking place and also creating a better future. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing, Mark. So, Kirsten, again, thank you to your team for allowing me to get some of your time now that you've got this amazing <laughs> kick-ass role here. Always, always, everyone. So, um, listeners, as we always say, be driven by design and focus on a better future.